Welcome to the Chad G. Ortho OT Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Guerrero. I'm an orthopedic occupational therapist, strength and conditioning coach, sports trainer, and I hold over 40 specialty certifications in manual therapy, orthopedics, and sports medicine. On this podcast, we will discuss everything orthopedic therapy, sports medicine, and more. If you're a therapist, health and fitness professional, or someone just wanting to learn more about the orthopedic and sports medicine world, then this is a podcast for you. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Chad G Ortho to Podcast. Uh, today we're going to talk about, you know, rotator cuff pain or possible rotator cuff tear. Um, you know, you're at home and, you know, you've been having some shoulder pain and, you know, how can we try to figure out what's going on? What's some stuff you can do at home to kind of check and see? And then, you know, what's the worst case scenario? You know, if you have to have surgery and, and, and things like that. So, I've been taking care of rotator cuff uh, injuries and pathology for the last 18 years of my career. And you know, they really vary with severity. They vary with, you know, complexity. And then, of course, everyone's prognosis, you know, is always different. Everybody's is a little different. Um, so, you know, a lot of people, you kind of have two ways. A lot of people, you know, they say, well, I don't really know of anything that I did. You know, I just woke up one day, my shoulder was kind of sore, thought I slept funny or you know, something like that, or maybe the day before they're outside playing in the yard with the kids or, you know, just whatever. And the shoulder's gotten sore and then it just continues to get sore. doesn't really get better, you know, having trouble sleeping at night, those kind of things. And, uh, you know, so that's kind of one way that it comes on, just kind of, you know, slow progression, not really sure, can't really pinpoint one particular thing. And the other would be something traumatic. You know, you were, you, you fail, you're in a car wreck or, you know, you're you're catching yourself from falling off a ladder, or, you know, something like that. You got it yanked or pulled on the, you know, your arm, um, you know, those types of things. So something more traumatic, which in those cases, obviously, you're more likely to get that checked out and then, you know, looked at by a physician or someone right away. You're not going to let that rock on and be like, well, I'll probably just work through this and it'll get better. Um, so that's kind of the two two ways that this happens. So kind of going back to the uh, just what is the rotator cuff? I've heard all kinds of things in my career. I've heard people say rotary cup and uh, all sorts of things. It's actually a cuff. It's four muscles uh, that go from your shoulder blade or your scapula, and they go over and attach to the ball portion of your humerus bone, so the bone from your, your shoulder to your elbow. And um, the rotator cuff assists with uh, just what it says in the name with rotation. also helps to kind of raise the arm out to the side helps to stabilize the shoulder joint and uh, probably its most important function is it decompresses the humeral head. So like as you're raising your arm up overhead or, or things like that, um, basically it acts like a counter um, pull to keep that ball from riding up too much in the socket, too much to the, you know, upwards and then forwards in the socket. And so a lot of times when people get that just kind of degenerative uh, either tearing or just irritation, start to develop some tendonitis in there where the tendon becomes inflamed. A lot of times that's because of a weak rotator cuff muscle or muscles and the ball starts to ride, the humeral head starts to ride up and forwards a little bit. It's called superior humeral migration or humeral head migration. So it just moves up a little bit and it rubs and it's going to rub and, and pinch or you may have heard the term impingement. It's going to impinge uh, the tendons in the joint, it can impinge or pinch the bursa sac, which is a fluid-filled sac inside the shoulder joint, kind of acts like a uh, uh, 
um, like a cushion. It's called a subacromial bursa. And, you know, so it all that stuff can start to get inflamed. And that's where you get this progressive loss of range of motion and just, just pain. Um, a lot of times you can have pain that radiates down the arm. You may have it come down the elbow, it may go down in the hand. And depending on which muscle, which of the four muscles are involved, then you can, if you know what their pain distribution area is, then you can kind of pinpoint which muscles, the one that's actually, you know, aggravated or torn or whatever, just by where it refers to. It may, may refer down the outside of the elbow, up to the neck, down to the hand, the fingers, those kind of things. So a lot of times people think they've gotten, and I've even had patients in the past that, you know, initially you thought, man, this is a, like a tennis elbow or something like that, and shoulder not really bothering that much, and then come to find out on down the road, you know, they're just not really getting better and they have an MRI and then bam, you've got a rotator cuff tear, you know, that's going on. So, um, you know, so it it's, can be a little tricky initially. You may think you've got some other things going on and, and it's it's not. Um, and so, and again, with a traumatic, it's, it's just in its name, it's some sort of traumatic tear. And with that, you usually have an immediate loss of range of motion. You're going to bring the, keep the arm into the side and kind of guard it. Um, you're probably not reaching behind your back, like to tuck your shirt in or, you know, put your hand behind your head to wash your hair, things like that. Um, and so you usually, or you do have the options, uh, if you have or suspect a rotator cuff tear, um, you know, obviously there's, there's always a surgical intervention and at times when it's a massive tear, large tear, um, or it's so complex, maybe you also have a bicep tendon that's torn or maybe the labrum, which is a kind of this cartilaginous uh, material that kind of holds the joint capsule together down deep is torn. So it's something more complex like that. It's usually going to require surgery. Um, and then when they do that, um, if it's a small tear, they do that arthroscopically where they make, you know, these holes, usually maybe four arthroscopic portal holes in the shoulder. And, and then if it's a massive tear, then they usually make a, a full incision down the front part of the shoulder, like they're doing a shoulder replacement or something like that. Um, so that's the surgical options of, you know, partial tearing and, and full tearing. Um, but a lot of times if, you know, if you don't have a tear, it's just inflamed, it's just irritated. You can do some uh, rotator cuff strengthening exercises um, to try to load that tissue, load the tendons, you know, gradually and progressively and some stretches and things like that. Although the research doesn't really support the stretches being all that beneficial necessarily. Um, you know, if you just want to maintain some flexibility in the joint space, but uh, that progressive uh, rotator cuff loading uh, is really the most beneficial thing that you can do. I mean, you could do things like massage. You can go have massage and have joint mobilizations or, you know, uh, shoulder uh, manipulations or, or, you know, cervical spine manipulations, things like that. And you may get some relief with some of that, but Again, if you're looking at just research, like what is really going to make a big difference, it's going to have to be those progressive exercises. Um, you know, even things like ultrasound and things like that don't have a really uh, good history in, in research of really, you know, being super beneficial. Um, I know people that go and have, you know, dry needling, um, you know, like unfortunately, just sticking needles in your tissue is not going to cause uh, a rotator cuff to spontaneously heal and you know, collagen fibers, you know, you know, form like that should within that inflamed and irritated tissue. So, you know, it's, it, those are just things that may help modulate or decrease your pain some, just like electrical stem and things like that. They may help decrease your pain, which, you know, uh, can allow you to, to, to do some exercises because the exercise is the most important thing, you know, when you're, when it comes to rotator cuff. So, and I've had patients in my career that we've, 
had partial rotator cuff tears and ended up not even having to have surgery. You know, um, you know, the doctor goes back and ultrasounds and it repeats an MRI or things like that. And it's like, oh man, it's just, it's just starting to heal. It's just getting better. Um, and the patient reports less pain and they have an improvement with range of motion, strength, and kind of a return to function. And they don't need anything else. You know, they say, you know what, I don't want to have surgery right now. I think I'm just going to put that off. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, again, I've had that happen a lot in my career. So just because you might have a partial tear uh, or severe tendonitis or, um, I, I don't want to say not a large tear, because usually a large tear, you probably want to opt for surgery if you're a candidate. I mean, you know, it's just something to go ahead and fix. Um, with massive tears or large tears, I usually don't see a, a huge return to maximal function with that because it just doesn't do well. And especially if the tendon is all the way, you know, kind of cut in two, then you have what's called some retraction where the tendons pull away from each other or the tendon pulls away from the bone. And, and that's not going to just spontaneously go back out there and, and heal on its own, or at least I've never read anything or, or been trained that it ever will. So, um, so anyway, uh, but at home, something that you can do, there's a couple of tests. And so obviously you can't see me because I'm not videoing this uh, podcast yet. Um, but I'm going to call it just, you know, reference some different tests that you can do. You can go online. Obviously, my disclaimer, you know, consult a physician or healthcare you know, provider before you undergo any treatments or testing or anything that we talk about on the podcast. Um, because obviously I can't see and I don't know your medical history. So, uh, but just, you know, just keep that in mind. Uh, but some tests that are good to determine if you have a tear or not is the drop arm test, which basically is kind of bringing the arm out to the side. You have someone bring it out to the side and then you see if you can hold it there. And if you can't and your arm just kind of falls down or it's very, very difficult to keep there, it's it's likely that you probably are going to have a rotator cuff tear, especially a supraspinatus tear that runs across the, the top of the shoulder. Um, so that's one test that you can do. Uh, there's a, a lag test that you can do uh, for the infraspinatus. There is also, uh, I do one that's kind of a, a elbow by the side and you do like this resisted internal and external rotation to see if if one is, um, you know, significantly weaker than the other. And then I always compare to the other side, you know, to make sure that it's just not, you just so happen that you're not weak in one direction or not. But I always try to just compare both sides. Um, I do that test. Uh, there's the full can test, the empty can test, uh, the lift off test, which is behind the back. And then there are some impingement tests. Although the impingement tests, you know, I don't, I don't really think they're, I don't want to say they're not beneficial because obviously there's, there's some really smart guys that develop these tests, but you, you may get false positives sometimes because if it's the shoulder joint's really inflamed, if you do a Nears impingement test or you do a Hawkins Kennedy, something like that, then you, you're going to get you know, you're going to get some pain. It's going to reproduce pain. So, and then I always, uh, check the, the bicep tendon, uh, do what's called a bicep load test, a Jurgensen's test, a speeds test. And then I would check the labrum. I would do a clunk test, a crank test, and an O'Brien's test and maybe throw in an apprehension. So again, I know I'm just throwing a bunch of names out, um, but you can, you can just YouTube those honestly, or, or, or look those up and see what they are and how to do them. Um, again, following the disclaimer and, uh, and see if maybe you have that going on. So, uh, you know, again, if, if you think that you, you do have a rotator cuff tear, you know, you want to have it checked out, of course, but this is just stuff that you're just, you're at home and you think maybe this is going to get better. If you do these tests and you start getting a lot of these tests that are positive, you know, it's, you probably should definitely have that looked at, consult a, you know, orthopedic, 
Um, you know, it, and here's the thing as well, something to keep in mind. Um, the longer, obviously, if you, you're letting it rock on and that's costing you time, right? And then you go to the orthopedic and the steps on that, and a lot of people aren't familiar with how these steps kind of go. And the orthopedic may or may not inject it, which I, uh, honestly, I, I'm not a fan of that, especially right away. But they may inject it with a steroid uh, injection or something like that. Um, probably going to put you on anti-inflammatories and then um, going to send you to therapy. And, you know, you're in most cases, you know, they'll do an x-ray up front, which is not going to show soft tissue, you know, dysfunction, like a rotator cuff issue, something like that, or a tear. But they're going to do the x-ray. And a lot of insurances want to approve an MRI until you go to therapy, you know, for so many weeks or so many visits, and then it's not improving or something like that in order uh, to order an MRI. Um, you know, so, and, in and, and that's not even 100%, right? Like sometimes MRIs don't pick up on things or sometimes I actually had a patient the other day, um, that thought that the physician thought that they had a, a rotator cuff tear. Um, he it had a tear in the past, you know, years ago and, uh, thought it was torn again, uh, based off the MRI and they get in there and come to find out that it's, it's actually not torn. Uh, just some calcium, a uh, little calcium buildup and stuff, a little, uh, a little scar tissue that he cleaned up and, uh, you know, so, you know, just because it may show one thing, it's not always 100%. I mean, obviously it's still better than not being able to look on the inside of the body, but anyway, so that's kind of the thing with uh, the process for the MRI. Just be aware that you're probably not going to get that first. They're going to send you therapy first. I, you know, do I think that's a little backwards? Yeah. I mean, at, at times, definitely it's like, you know, you would think you just do the MRI and, and know what's going on that way you're not spinning your wheels or you know some therapists which i i think i've been fortunate enough not to make anything worse but some therapists you you, you know you may go to they may make things worse you know may may uh, do too much and then you know then you're really in a bind with it so um so yeah that's that's rotator cuff uh dysfunction or tearing or whatever you know you want to call it you know um just stuff that you may be experiencing and if you experience that at home I definitely would have that checked out. Like I said, just because the longer you let it rock on, you know, it's just going to cause you more grief. And then once it really becomes inflamed, you're going to get, uh, or you could get things like calcium deposits and calcification or, you know, uh, that starts to occur in the tendons and that, that has to be cleaned out. So anyway, so thank you so much guys for listening. I hope that that helps uh, a little bit of understanding of rotator cuff uh, problems and just, you know, how you can check a few things at home. And again, um, as always, please rate me five stars wherever you listen. I do appreciate it. It very much does help me out. And, uh, thanks so much for listening guys. Have a great day. This podcast is brought to you by Guerrero Rehabilitation, setting the bar for rehabilitative and sports medicine care.